starting tomorrow we'll take this practice period of the afternoon and introduce the other Brahma Viharas of compassion, joy and equanimity as well as some other practices that support the loving kindness. But today just to keep things more simple, more focused on the metta, I'm just going to go over the instructions that we've already been practicing with of metta for self and easy person, whether that's your benefactor or some other category of of being. I just want to give some general overviews about this practice and things that are helpful to remember, keep in mind. The meeting with some of you today, you know, get reminded of the challenges that we can have in beginning this practice and inclining the heart and mind over and over again to metta. One of the most important things about doing this practice is to do the practice of metta with metta. It can be so easy to get judgmental or have an agenda, be critical, um, have a sense of evaluating all the time, get frustrated, and we forget the very intention that brought us to being here. Can we meet those, the challenges that will happen with kindness, with a sense of acceptance? Because this is not an easy practice, as beautiful as it might sound, to spend nine days just wishing well and opening the heart and being more loving. It's not easy, right? You've already had a couple of days almost of getting this engine of the practice going. And it takes some effort how to do that with a sense of ease, not a sense of getting tight, of pushing, of, of having a, um, a challenge about it, but just this willingness again and again to come back to kindness. In the groups today, I was talking about how Yes, we often think of metta, the word we use to describe it is loving kindness, but I think as much as the love part, the kindness part is even more essential and perhaps more doable, that we can actually choose to be kind in any moment. We can't necessarily choose to be loving um, or even happy, you know. Sometimes we can, we can make that choice. But I think we can often choose to be kind. We can just, and not not in some big dramatic way, but just through acceptance, receptivity, allowing things to be as they are. And so to keep coming back to that as the heart of the practice, that any time you find that you've gotten lost, you've lost who you're doing it for, what are you, what are you actually saying? You know, people are talking about, I call them meta-muddles. May I be free on Sunday, or may, may I be full of peas? Or someone said, may I feel cloudy? Because she looked out instead of may I be happy, as may I be cloudy, the weather. So just to sort of, whenever you notice that something like that, like, what am I doing? Who am I? Oh, kindness, acceptance, and, and willing to start again with a sense of gentleness. And the other thing that people often question or ask about is um, that there's not a lot of feeling when we're doing the practice. And I always say, there's no meta switch. If we could turn it on, we'd find where it is for each of you, we'd turn it on, you could all go home. We could all not have to do this for the next 10 days or whatever. But there isn't, right, a switch to turn it on. So to know that for a good 
portion of every day. It'll be fairly mellow, mild, neutral, just saying the phrases. And at times, yes, you may move into a more uh, clearly loving attitude, a sense of warmth in the heart, real friendliness, whatever, however you experience that. But they're kind of the peaks of the experience here. The engine or the the more common experience is just being willing to say the phrases. The way we talk about it is it's like planting seeds. And some seeds fall on fallow ground, never flourish. Some seeds fall on fertile ground and they, they'll grow and develop. But we can't know. We have to just keep spreading those seeds out. And the metaphrases are like the seeds. And the more we're willing to just keep saying them over and over again, not judging or evaluating them, the more likely that they'll take root and that there'll be this, this harvest of the meta feeling at some point. But we can't control that. We can't control the feeling when it comes, what it's like. What we can do, though, is keep inclining the mind and heart, this intention to wish well, to fill the mind with the metaphrases rather than the usual things that it's doing of the to-do list or the, the, the list of grievances or, you know, the, the things we want. Instead of that, we're coming back again and again to may I be happy, may I be kind, may my heart be open, may I be peaceful, may you be peaceful. This is really valuable for us to do. So not to think you're not doing it right if there isn't a lot of feeling. For some people, for me, I know that was a big part of the practice, was just accepting that and knowing that it's act- it actually has a lot of value, as well as uh, um, deepening the intention towards metta and kindness. It's part of the concentration side of this practice. It's a concentration practice as well. And we'll talk more about that in the coming days, but just saying the phrases in a, in a steady way, in a kind way, really helps with that. So there's much more to say, and we'll keep saying it over the days that we're practicing together, but that's just enough that I wanted to put into the room for now. And let's begin with uh, metta for self and benefactor or easy person. So sitting comfortably, if you need to adjust your posture now or any time during the sitting, that's totally fine. If it would help for your energy or your body to stand up, That's also a perfectly good uh, posture to practice in, and I actually really like it when I see people standing. It means they're taking their practice seriously. It means they're being kind to their body, and they're acknowledging the energy that's present, what needs to happen to balance that and bring more wakefulness. So always welcome to stand. Stand for the whole period, part of the period, sit down. It's also fine. And even though, as we've said, that the, the foundation of the practice is this repetition of phrases, really helpful to, to keep a connection to the body. So starting just by feeling your body sitting here, breathing, sense of the posture, this uprightness, straightness of the spine, but out of kindness and compassion, a little bit of softening or relaxation. And as you feel the breath moving in and out, particularly for the metta practice, many of us like to rest the attention 
in the center of the chest. Perhaps noticing the breath moving in and out of there. The heart center, center of the emotional life often. Again, not looking for any particular experience. Mightn't be anything much going on. Fairly neutral, that's okay. We just use this place, this area, to gently rest the attention. Notice the movement of the breath, the expansion and contraction, the chest. Any feelings of warmth, the heart beating. And it's said that the proximate cause for arousing metta, arousing well-wishing, is reflecting on the goodness of the person that you're sending metta to. If we're beginning with metta for ourselves, this can actually be challenging for some of us. If we're asked to write the list of the ten faults or flaws we have, or the ten last not good things we did, we'd probably whip out a pen and paper and quickly write that list. But to be asked to reflect on your good qualities, the kind actions, the generosity, we sometimes feel we shouldn't do that or we don't recognize them as such. But this practice really invites us into that place of appreciating our goodness. So whatever it is you can touch into right now, into your kindness, your generosity, your open-heartedness, your sense of humor, Just the fact that you want to be here on a metta retreat, practicing kindness. It's a beautiful quality of your heart expressing itself. Can you touch into that? Maybe it's easy for you. If it's hard, just the possibility of appreciation for all the work you've put in already on this retreat or any particular act of kindness or generosity or warmth that you can remember from the past days or weeks. doesn't have to be a, a big, dramatic, life-changing thing, but just calling a friend who needed some kind words, holding a door open for someone, letting someone else have the last cookie, whatever it might have been. And feel how it feels to reflect on those actions, on those qualities. Can you really let that in with appreciation, acknowledgement? If it's hard for you, perhaps this is your practice for this retreat. Getting connected to that, allowing that. But if you've touched it, even in some small way, and begin to let the metta phrases for yourself come out of that sense of appreciation, sense of caring, wanting the best for yourself. This is a beautiful and wholesome wish to want more kindness for yourself, more love, more acceptance.
So whatever phrases are working for you, conveying those wishes, centering your attention in the heart area. Again, sometimes, especially with metta for yourself, to put your hand on your heart, even on your cheek, can kind of express that sense of tenderness. May I be safe and protected from harm. May I be happy, joyful. May my body be strong. May I live with ease. I like to time the phrases with my breathing. Again, only if it works for you, you can try that. And I'm silent on the in-breath. So there's a sense of spaciousness. And then say the phrase on the out-breath. Again, whatever works for you, there's no right way. You just don't want to say the phrases too quickly with a sense of rushing. No matter for self, expression of caring for yourself. If you find the heart gets contracted in sending metta to yourself, there's a sense of not being fully able to give or receive the metta. Sometimes focusing more on a sense of acceptance can be helpful. And we suggest this phrase, may I love and accept myself just as I am. It's this single phrase that really points to the capacity we have of fully opening to who we are right now with love, with kindness, not needing ourselves to be different in any way right now 
May I love and accept myself just as I am. So whatever works for you in this wishing of happiness and ease for yourself, the traditional phrases or just this one.
And now you might choose to stay with metta for yourself. It's always a powerful practice, healing, opening. Or you could bring in this person from the easy category, the benefactor. In this category, we choose just one person, one being to work with for the period of the retreat. And it's someone for whom, with whom your heart easily opens. So there's a clear sense of warmth, of appreciation. You like them, you might love them, but you don't need to know them. Could be a teacher who's inspired you, you haven't even met them. It could be a grandchild. It could be your dog or your cat. It's this being that when you think of them, the feeling of metta comes easily. The relationship is relatively uncomplicated. You take a moment to connect with this person. Imagine their face, where you know they often sit or are happy, in their home, outside. If you know them well and can really visualize them, imagine their face smiling at you. Perhaps their eyes are twinkling. So you get a sense of this being and what it is you appreciate about them, their goodness. And why you care for them, their good qualities. And again, out of that appreciation, let the phrases of metta flow to this person. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.